Thank you for joining us for Sound Reasoning with Christian apologist and minister Perseus Poku of Sound Reasoning Ministries. It's our prayer that today's program will educate, train, and empower you to defend your Christian faith with confidence. Perseus has his bachelor's in history and a master's degree in apologetics. We hope you enjoy this time of equipping so that you can answer questions to defend your Christian faith effectively. Now here's Perseus Poku on Sound Reasoning. Welcome to Sound Reasoning. I'm your host, Perseus Poku. Sound Reasoning is brought to you by Ace Apologetics, answering your Christian concerns effectively, as well as those Christians who believe in the promotion of sound doctrine. On this episode, I wanted to talk about this aspect of a narrow gospel. A narrow gospel. In today's society, Uh, There are numerous options. For example, if you don't like Subway sandwiches, you can try to go to Togo's. If you don't like Macy's, you can go shop at JCPenney or Sears. If you don't like to wear Adidas, you can get Nike shoes. If you don't like Panasonic televisions, you can get a Samsung. If you don't like a Pepsi, you can get Coca-Cola. So here's my point. In a society with so many options, it's often difficult to preach an exclusive gospel, a gospel that has no alternative. The gospel of Jesus Christ is really exclusive. And by exclusive, I'm not talking about uh, partiality based on status, culture, race or gender, I mean exclusive in terms of the criteria of salvation. There is no other way or there's no other name by which mankind can be saved but by the name of Jesus Christ, Acts 4 and 12. If you want to see the Father, you must first go through the Son, John 14 and 6. Not by Allah, not by Confucius, not by Buddha, or by anyone or anything else. If you want to see the Father, you have to go by the Son. This is a narrow uh, statement. It's a a narrow proposition. Unlike every other aspect of life, there is no alternative when it comes to true salvation or authentic worship. He is God, and beside Him there is no other. Now, of course, I'm presupposing that God exists. Once again, in this pluralistic culture, many are placing the God of the Bible, the God of Scripture, the God who created the universe on the same level as these other fabricated gods. So as a result, our jobs as ambassadors, as preachers of the cross, are often met with skepticism as well as resistance. So it's not enough just to use the name God in America. Now let me uh, clarify something. We as Christians, like every other belief system, like every other religion, we also have our biases in the sense that we believe that our gospel is right. But the difference from our perspective, is that our gospel is not only right, 
that our, our gospel is true. So if our gospel is true, truth is telling something like it is. Truth is that which corresponds to its object. If it's true, then we have to uh, at least act like it's true. And we have to stand on the truth if that's what we believe. So did God create the world? Did God uh, work with in the life of Abraham in a supernatural way? Did God work in the life of Moses in a supernatural way? Did God work in the life of Israel uh, in a, a supernatural way? Did God send his son Jesus Christ to come die on the cross for us? If we believe these things, then we ought to be persuaded to respond accordingly to the God that we say we believe in. So all these things that the Bible talk about are not fairy tales. These are events that were recorded in the annals of history for the purposes to inspire us to, number one, believe in God, number two, to join him in his kingdom agenda. So, as Christians, we have a narrow gospel that tells us that we can't bring in other belief systems, we can't bring in other, other uh, views that are contrary to the word of God. We have a, a, a gospel that's very exclusive in terms of salvation. We can't engage in uh, syncretism, which, which is to bring in uh, anti-biblical concepts, anti-biblical uh, uh, norms, anti-biblical cult, uh, 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 belief systems, and try to merge it into the doctrine of the gospel. We, we, we can't do that. We don't have that authority. God has already told us that he's a jealous God and beside him there's no other. So unlike every other aspect of life where there seems to be options uh, in terms of what we can choose and not choose, there's no other option for God. God is the only one. Any view, any characterizations that's contrary to what the Bible says uh, uh, who God is and what God has said about himself is false. If what God says in his Bible is truth and there's a statement that's contrary to that, then that statement, which is contrary, has to be false. Again, we as Christians believe that God does exist. But when you're dealing with a pluralistic culture, many people have a hard time digesting it uh, digesting this fact that uh, the, that there's no other alternative. So as a result, we make up these other religions to try to satisfy the yearning that we all have inside of us for someone greater than us. So it's not enough to live in America and just use the generic name of God. We must now elaborate on which God we're talking about. Are we talking about uh, the God of of Islam? Are we talking about the God of Mormonism? Are we talking about the God of Jehovah Witnesses? Are we talking about the God of Hinduism? Or are we talking about the God of Scientology? Are we talking about the God of Baha'i or Rastafarianism or the New Age Movement? Now you may be saying, well aren't all of those the same 
Does not all religions lead to the same God? Isn't it true that all roads lead to the same God? The answer is unequivocally no. Why? Because two opposite statements cannot be both true at the same time in the same sense. That is the law of non-contradiction. It goes against logic to claim that two opposite statements can be both true at the same time in the same sense. Once again, either a woman is pregnant or she is not pregnant. She can't be kind of pregnant. The, 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 the table is either wet or dry. It can't be kind of wet dry. So two opposite statements cannot be both true at the same time in the same sense. Let me give you another example. Scripture is clear that Jesus is the Son of God. Well, when you read the Quran, it tells us that Allah has no son. Uh, Christians believe that uh, 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 Jesus is the Son of God in, ter in terms of his equality with God, in terms of his unique relationship with God the Father. Well, the Jehovah Witnesses would teach that uh, our Trinitarian concept is really idol worship and was fabricated by, uh, uh, by paganism. So they claim that Christians believe in three gods and Christ Christians say, no, we believe in one God uh, who's revealed himself in three persons. So we can't say both statements are equally true. Those are two opposite statements and they both cannot be true. And if they are, then we're going against the law of logic. So again, when we use the term God, we need to make sure that we qualify. Uh, all religions do not lead to the same God. We have a very uh, narrow prescription for salvation. For example, in terms of salvation, if one person says that uh, in order to get to heaven, you have to accept Jesus Christ alone, and another says in order to get to heaven, you can follow Buddha, then those are two contradictory statements. It's either Jesus Christ and no one else, or Jesus Christ and other people. So both statements cannot be both true at the same time in the same sense. Our gospel is narrow. Scripture says, enter through the narrow gate, for wide is the gate, and broad is the road that leads to destruction. And many enter through it. But small is the gate. And narrow is the road that leads to life. And only a few will find it. Matthew 7, 13 through 14. Once again, it is a narrow uh, uh, prescription. It is a, it's a narrow statement. It's a narrow gospel that we are commanded to preach. We can't no longer allow uh, people to believe that just because they're a good person, that God is going to uh, accept that without them accepting Jesus Christ. Just because someone uh, is likable, that uh, someone we work with is a nice person, as we say, just because uh, we like this individual does not mean that they... Uh, can automatically have a relationship with God uh, once they die. No, our, our, our message is exclusive. 
but yet inclusive in a sense that whosoever will, let them come. So if we preach this narrow gospel, remember that it's not saying that only uh, these type of people can come. The prescription for salvation is exclusive, but the invitation is inclusive, is, is, is to all of humanity. So it doesn't matter if you are Asian, it doesn't matter if you're Middle Eastern, it doesn't matter if you're European, or if you're African. It doesn't matter which continent you live on. The gospel of Jesus Christ is for all of humanity. However, if you reject the gospel, there are some consequences. And I'm not just talking about the consequences dealing with uh, uh, post-life uh, or post-mortality. Uh, once we die, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the relationship that we can have with a loving God right here on earth while we are alive. God desires uh, that no man perishes. He wants a relationship with all of humanity. So the gospel is open for everyone. But once we decide that we want to follow God, the uh, prescription, the criteria for accepting God is a narrow um, uh, uh, prescription it, 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 the, the, the prism becomes narrower so when Jesus himself says our gospel is narrow he says we enter through the narrow gate for wide is the gate and broad is the road that leads to destruction and we should have the same type of attitude uh, we shouldn't allow people to think that they can believe in someone else other than Jesus Christ and still have eternal life once they passed away. Now, it may not be popular to say Jesus is the only way, but it's the best thing. It, it is the gospel. To not preach that is to preach an incomplete gospel, which is really not a gospel at all. At all. If you uh, read Galatians, the first chapter, Paul talks about preaching a perverted gospel, which is really not a gospel. So if we as Christians have a deontological task to preach the gospel the way it's been deposited to us, the way that it was given to the writers, the, the disciples, uh, the way that it was given to them in the original autographs. So we don't have the authority nor the uh, uh, capacity to rewrite the gospel. I always tell people that as Christians, we are reporters. Just like the reporters on television report uh, the day's event, the news, the things that they are privy to, we as Christians are also reporters. We did not write the gospel. God is the author and he used men to pen the Bible. So all we have to do because we were not alive uh, in the first century, we are obligated, we are required to report what the scripture says. So we are reporters. It's not our job to decide which part of the gospel we want to preach, thus leaving out other parts. Well, if you're leaving out other parts, that, that makes the gospel that you're preaching incomplete and is doing the recipient's uh, of your message or disservice because they don't know the other part that you're leaving out. So it's not up to us. What we need to do 
if we want to be on the right track, is to humble ourselves, pray, and follow the unction of the Holy Spirit. If we listen to the Holy Spirit, He can tell us when to speak, what to say, how much to say, and when to be quiet. So it's important that as Christians we have uh, love enough in our hearts to not want any man or any woman, any boy or girl to perish. That's why we do what we do. That's why our lifestyles are, are conforming to the image of, of, the, of the sun. Uh, that's why we, we sacrifice in various areas, not just for ourselves, but that other people may look at our lifestyle and thus be convicted to want to change. So our gospel is narrow. We can't buy into this pluralistic doctrine that all religions will lead to the same God. No. Our gospel is very exclusive. And it doesn't allow for uh, anybody to, uh, number one, have a relationship with God. Number two, we're talking about the real God. And number two, to get to heaven, you still have to come by the Son. So, it's multifold. Knowing Jesus Christ affords us a relationship while we're still alive, power to the Father while we're still alive, but yet when we die, we just transition and we'll be in the presence of the Lord. And when Jesus comes back, we have all of these blessings afforded to us in, in terms of a new heaven and new earth. So it's important not to preach a compromising gospel. It may not be popular to say Jesus is the only way, but it's still true. It may not be fashionable uh, to say that if you don't accept Christ, you're going to hell. Many preachers don't want to teach or preach about hell anymore, but it's not going anywhere. Jesus preached about hell more than anybody else in the New Testament. Now, is, is hell a real place? It has to be a real place. Why else, why else would Jesus want to scare people about a place that does not exist? Now, I'm not saying that we, 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 we preach and scare people into salvation. That's not a healthy gospel. Preach the gospel. Let people know that God is not sending anybody to hell, but he's, he, he, he desires and he loves all of humanity and he wants all of humanity to have a relationship with him. But we choose to go to hell when we reject the gospel. So really, the choice is on us. When the gospel is presented, if we decide not to accept Christ, we can't blame it on God. We have to blame it on ourselves and the choices that we make. So again, the gospel is narrow. It does not afford any type of uh, other belief systems to be incorporated or any type of other doctrine. When we stand up for our faith, remember that others may ridicule us. Christians are now being called all kinds of names. They're calling us intolerant. They'll call you narrow-minded. They'll call you ignorant. They'll say that you are a religious zealot. Despite these attacks, we must continue to preach the narrow gospel of Jesus uh, being the only way based on the love and compassion that we have in our hearts. So don't be turned off because people are calling you names. Remember, they call Jesus' name. The question was asked, can any good thing come out of Nazareth? Jesus was called all kinds of names. They even associated him with being possessed with the devil. 
just because people call you names does not mean that you need to uh, give in and, and, and give up what you've been taxed to do. Jesus didn't do it. He set a perfect example for us. Regardless of what he faced, he kept his eyes on uh, what him and the Father had agreed to. So it's important that we do the same thing. We can't afford to listen to the world because the world is the one that's lost, not the Christians. So there may be numerous religions, but again, there's only one authentic God. So the next time someone says to you, well, you're not supposed to judge. Ask them, did you not just judge me for judging? And I'm not trying to play word games and I'm not trying to be trivial, but uh, we can't escape judging. So the Bible says that, of course, we can't judge to condemn anyone, but we can judge to assess whether an act is right or wrong. So judging is not a bad thing. We, we can judge to ascertain whether something is right or is wrong. If we couldn't judge, then everybody would have to be quiet. You couldn't say uh, that's incorrect. You couldn't say um, you shouldn't do that. No, that's not what the gospel is saying. The gospel says that we are not to judge, to condemn, but we are to judge or we have the authority to judge to assess whether an act is right or wrong. Uh, Luke 7.43 captures that. So the narrow scope of the gospel forces us to stick to the Bible and not man's humanistic attempt to reinterpret the Bible. We must work hard. We must stand against attacks from various prominent worldviews, both inside and outside the church. Many of these secular worldviews have drifted and seeped into many churches. There are now churches for atheists, there are forums for agnostics, and there are uh, seminars for pantheists. Despite all of these uh, philosophical and scientific arguments, We as believers must give a sound and reasonable response based on scripture alone, based on the sola scriptura. Do not waver. Others may preach that all religions and beliefs are equally valid, but don't acquiesce what you have been taught through the scriptures. It is God's desire that we may no longer be children tossed to and fro by the waves and carried about by every wind of doctrine, by human cunningness, by craftiness, by uh, deceitful schemes. Rather, speak the truth in love. We are to grow up in every way into him, which is Jesus Christ, who is the head and who uh, uh, allows the whole body to be fit jointly together and to be equipped with each part working properly, making the body grow so that it builds itself up in love. So the narrow gospel is what we are tasked with. Go out, share the gospel in love, but do not compromise. Be aware that there are different belief systems, but don't compromise. Love people, regardless of where they're coming from, but don't compromise. Share the authentic gospel. Even if you don't agree with it, God knows best. Share the gospel without compromise. I pray that you got something out of today's episode. And again, we thank you for your prayers. And if you can, uh, continue to pray and support us financially. 
May God bless you. And remember, we want to take the truth that's often found in the ivory towers of seminaries and bring it down to the local towers of the steeple church. So we thank you so much and may God continue to bless you. Thanks for listening to Sound Reasoning with apologist and minister Perseus Poku from Sound Reasoning Ministries. It's our prayer that today's lesson has equipped you to share and defend your Christian faith with boldness. Sound Reasoning Ministries offers training in apologetics, biblical studies, and systematic theology. Join in on discussions on Facebook at Sound Reasoning Ministries. For more information about the ministry, to send an email, ask a question, or support the ministry, visit online at srministries.org. That's srministries.org. Listen again next week at this same time. And remember, Titus 1.9 says, Hold firm to the trustworthy messages has been taught so that you can encourage others by sound doctrine and refute those who oppose it. Sound Reasoning Ministries, srministries.org. Looking for ways to stay positive? Brighten your day with the free story behind podcast. Hear weekly short stories that showcase true joy, love, and hope. Listen now at lifeaudio.com or by searching for Story Behind wherever you get your podcasts.